Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Y'all got some of these hot lyrics. Y'all go play that song back to your girl and watch the panties start falling off her. I guarantee when you hear my voice, you finna be in there, B. All right, man. So we got a 10 on it here. It's my favorite part of the show. From my man Davis. Davis sent $10 into the topic. Davis says, here's 10 bucks for the NFL fans. Uh... NFL fans booing the stand for equality pregame. Shout out to my man Davis. And they also gave a shout out to my man Ricardo. He sent $5 in. He says, appreciate the YouTube content. Thank you there, good sir. For the rest of you out there, you wanna you wanna donate. Uh you wanna donate to the cause. Uh pay the cash app is light skin hero. Cash app is light. Uh-oh. Hold up. Something. My computer just went black. I just put it on screensaver. Ah, there we go. You want to donate to the cause, man, for a topic. Question or a topic, $10, man. $10 minimum. If you just want to donate because you feel like being generous, you donate a dollar. You donate your entire life savings. And do that to Cash App, PayPal, Super Chat. All right. What's up, Pouty? What's up, GB? What's up, CP? What up, Malik? All right, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm up early live streaming. Um, it's raining really bad down here. Uh, it just started raining, but whatever. Um, let's let's talk about let's talk about this thing. Hold on, let me put my screens on. All right, y'all. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh Kansas City Chiefs fans booed players during a moment of unity against racism. All right, let's 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 look at this real quick. See what's cracking out in these streets. What up, Sir Tice? All right, Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans kicked off the 2020 NFL season by including a uh, include by holding a moment of unity against racism together on the field at the Arrowhead Stadium only to have boos heard from the Kansas City crowd. The visiting Texans were not on the field for Lift Every Voice and Sing and the National Anthem while the Chiefs remain on the field of both. The boos began after the Texans returned to the field to join the Chiefs during a moment of silence and a show of unity. It says, please join us in a moment of silence dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country. The announcer at the stadium Stated ahead of the moment, booze lasting about five to ten seconds could be heard from the crowd. 
as the Chiefs linked arms and the Texans made their way to the middle of the field to join them. It's unclear if the fans were booing the Texans for not being on the field for the national anthem or if the boos were directed at the moment of unity. Uh, with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson standing in center, the two teams formed a chain with players and staff <clears throat> um, by linking arms. The, the crowd eventually applauded once the chain was formed, and the teams then broke apart to get ready for kickoff. All right, so that's so that's what's cracking out there, man. Uh, so what was this top? What was this topic again? Hold on. Make sure. Oh, I said ten dollars for the for the Chiefs for the NFL people booing. All right, so what do y'all think about this, man? Well, let me give you my thoughts on the uh, on the booing. So, listen, this is America, baby. You can boo all day long. This is America. Just like everybody has the right to take a knee to kneel, people have a right to boo. This is the country we live in, right? What We have been crying and complaining about Colin Kaepernick initiating this kneeling or taking this kneeling thing to the level that it's currently at. We have been crying and complaining. Players still kneel, and I am of the firm belief that you as an American citizen, you have the right to kneel if you want. But I am also the firm belief that you as an American citizen have the right to either support it or not support it. And if you want to boo, then you have the right to boo. Because maybe you don't want to see all this crap. Maybe you just want to see these players go out there and uh, get CTE. Go out there and bang their heads up against each other and, and get CTE or whatever the heck that crap is called, right? Maybe that's just what you want to see. You Maybe you, just, you didn't pay money to go there and see these guys standing in what they believe to be unity. And as far as I'm concerned, I believe that, you know, we're, we're pretty, uh, you know, overall, America's a pretty unified country. America's pretty, you know how you know, you know, you know how you know America's really unified? Go outside of America. Go outside of America, and you'll quickly recognize that you're an American. Everybody, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, whatever, man, everybody will treat you just like a regular old American and view you the exact same as every other American. Just go outside the country, y'all. That's how it works. But with the whole booing aspect, um, look, that's your right, baby. That is your right. If I want to go to a football game, basketball game, or whatever, after I've paid however much money I paid for these tickets, I should have the right to boo if I feel like I want to boo and not be accused of being some racist not be accused of being some anti-black, whatever the label, whatever the term is that people are using these days, I should have a right to boo. That's part of the festivities, right? I ain't got to support everything thrown in front of my face. That's not how this works, man. That is not how this works. So just like you have a right to come out there and hold hands and, and, and stand up for what you believe in, if I wanted to go out there and boo, I should have a right to boo. And if I want to go out there and cheer and applaud, I should have a right to go out there and cheer and applaud. This is America. <clears throat> These are the things we are allowed to do here. That's what makes this country so great, so unique, so exceptional. It's part of the American exceptionalism. Shout out to Sir Tice for the $4.99. He says, according to a fan that was there, they were booing the Texans 
who came out the tunnel as this was happening. Regardless, it's free speech. It's free speech, baby. This is free speech. This is what this this is what our country is about. Free speech, freedom of expression, all that crap. So as long as your free speech and your freedom of expression does not hinder or cause harm to somebody else's life. And guess what? Last time I checked, boos aren't killing people. <laughs> we boo at a lot of stuff. We love watching the Apollo back in the day when somebody got on stage and couldn't sing. They would boo their asses off with the quickness. Your, your, the, your opposing team is winning a game or they at the free throw line. Everybody boos. Boos don't harm anybody, baby. That's, that's part of American culture. We boo. We boo. We don't like some stuff. And guess what? These people have a right to boo. They paid money to go there. How you gonna? You can't tell them they can't boo. That's 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 what they want to do. That's what they want to do. But now, in, in regards to this whole racism aspect and unity aspect, I think is you know at this point in the game, I think it's BS. Now that oh you don't think there's racism? Look, there's always gonna be racism. You're never gonna change that. You're never gonna change racism. Look, we can all start getting together black white whoever and all and, and, and the human population they all become the color of me you know there's this light skin great this light skin color of greatness right you may not have racism but you'll have some classism you'll have some so it, it'll always be some ism out there you're never going to stop this and it just seems like you have so many black people that are going above and beyond to try to get white people to change change what's in their hearts just look at me as a, a human being. Look at me as a, a person. It's like, what if they don't want to look at you as white? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? You're going gonna to go out there and cry and protest and demand they put their black fists in the air? No, you're not. They, they, I, mean, I mean, you can, but they're not going to change, B. Now, what, are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to, to deal with the problems and, and just move forward? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got all these rich NFL players up here. You know, if y'all if, if the NFL is so bad, why do y'all keep coming back to collect these checks? Go go play in the CFL. Go 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 revamp the XFL or go start the 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 Negro Football League. Like you got options out there, but y'all choose to come back to these big bad scary entities as if you guys can't collectively just put your money together and get something popping so that you can uh potentially get rid of all these issues you believe are just just permeating everywhere within that league. But y'all choose to keep coming back. Just like, just like, and it's no different than people on the streets. Uh, you know, just everyday, regular, average black folks out there whining and crying about racism at 5 o'clock, but then 8 o'clock in the morning, they got to go clock in for Mr. Charlie and stuff. But then they whining and crying about the system. It's like, well, we ain't going to stop whining and crying and go start your own business. Go, go get your black economics on and popping. You know what I'm saying? So that one day when when Sharkeisha or Watermelon Drea's, one day when her resume comes across your desk, instead of instead of it getting thrown in the trash by Karen, you can look at that resume and give a Watermelon Watermelon Drea a, a job without discriminating against her just because of her name. Like when are you gonna when are you guys gonna stop, man? Go out there not stop, but go out there and start doing the things that you all, you know, say needs to be done. Just, just go out there and do it. Be like Nike. Just do it, baby. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Every other group seems to figure this crap out to include some of these Africans that immigrate over here. Just go out there and do it, man. You're not going to change these white folks, and they're not, they're not in the mood to give you Negroes hugs. As a matter of fact, the longer y'all drag these, these BS protests out, 
the, the more and more white folks y'all are going to flip to the to the conservative side or they're just going to, you know, those who may have been down with y'all, now they're like, the hell with y'all because you got white folks that came and go out in, to a restaurant and enjoy eating their food that they paid for without some BLM people running up there, interrupting their damn dinner. All because you want people to hear you yell and scream because you're protesting nine times out of ten some Negro that, that uh, you would be terrified of interacting with in real life. Now, let's just keep it a buck, man. All these dudes that be getting killed that everybody be protesting over, y'all would go out of y'all's way to avoid having to encounter this person in real life. But all of a sudden, they become saints. They become holier than thou. And and we we gotta we gotta come to the we got we gotta you know what I'm saying just throw our arms out there and give them big hugs and celebrate them, but let the circumstances had it been any different, Jacob Blake probably would have put a pistol in your face and 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 potentially blew your brains out, because you know he has a history of putting pistols in people's faces, right? I ain't just talking about the incident that led to him him uh catching a few hot ones in the back. Go pull up his police report. He got into an altercation with some dude at a bar. You know, I don't even know if it was a real altercation. Jacob Blake came back to the spot with the piece. And I can't remember if he shot the place up or he just got charged with I think he came back to the place and started pointing guns at people. You know, you know, on some on some ice cube from from boys in the hood stuff, lifting up his shirt, flexing and stuff. You know what I mean? But these are the people y'all riding for. But but getting to Jacob Blake, this is the same dude that had the cops called on him because he was sexually assaulting a black woman. Like the black chick. I think that was his baby mama. She called the police on this dude for sexually assaulting her. But y'all riding for this dude, defending this dude. Got Kamala Harris all up in there talking about he 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 great. This brother done made raised two million dollars or more off of GoFundMe's. But this is who y'all finna down the hill for this nigga right here. What happened with all this Me Too crap? What happened with all this protect the black women crap? Ain't that why y'all ain't that why y'all y'all got R. Kelly up out the paint and now he's sitting in jail dealing with his issues? Because y'all was all, we need to protect black women, say her name, all this jazz. But here y'all are riding hard for a nigga that violated a black woman, which led to him getting, you know, un, uh, getting shot because he, he couldn't just simply uh, take his L and go to jail. Uh, oh, what about Rashad Brooks? What was he in jail for? He was in jail for cruelty to children. But that's who y'all riding for him. Y'all riding for a nigga that had that was in jail for cruelty to children? I thought we supposed to be protecting the babies and the women, man. Especially the babies and the women. But y'all riding for a nigga that went to jail for cruelty to children? Nah, B. Nah, B. What, what reality do y'all live in? So this is why people are booing. Because they're tired of y'all freaking, y'all freaking, y'all, they're tired of witnessing you all living an alternate reality. Where you're championing the worst of the worst. Of, of black society and then you want to run around here every five minutes burning stuff down throwing rocks kicking kicking chairs and flipping tables over you and ain't now one of y'all kicking tables and uh kicking chairs and flipping tables for over for all these victims innocent babies that be getting killed that be on the gun memorial website or you know all of, i mean come on man every other week it's some little babies getting getting blasted out there in the streets I don't see nobody out here doing nothing. NFAC, the not effing around, Grandmaster J, you're going to round up your little pseudo-militia 
and go up to Louisville to protest on behalf of a of a of a chick that was involved with a drug in the in the in the dope game. But you ain't out there on these streets of Chicago telling them trying to round them niggas up off the block so that the babies and the women's and the and the old people can just live their life in peace without having to freaking worry about if today's the day I'm gonna catch a stray bullet. How you, I mean, what, what kind of crap is this? So this is why people are getting tired of it. This is why black people like myself are tired of it. Because it's bullshit at the end of the day, man. You guys are riding for the wrong people. Where was all this energy when um, Botham John got killed? Anybody remember any GoFundMes for him? Anybody remember any riots and protests for Botham John? Or what was the other girl? Uh, 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 the one that the black female, I think she was from Texas as well, who got shot by a cop when uh, she was looking out her window because she thought it was, you know, whatever. Atiana Jefferson. Anybody ride and protest over her? These are like two, at least two legit innocent black people who were unjustly killed. Anybody ride and protest and tear up the streets over them? I told you guys the recipe for this. You, you got to, you got to, you're only going to get this level of attention if you're, if you're the worst of the worst of society. You have a strong history of this, of just being a straight Menace, Pookie, Ray Ray, Bonquisha. That's the only way people are gonna show you love, man. That's the only way people are gonna hashtag your name and, and and contribute to your GoFundMe and 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 put your put your name on the back of a jersey at a sporting event and all this other craziness. That's it. A bunch of Negroes that most of us wouldn't even want to interact with in real life. We would do everything in our power to get away from these people. Everything. If George Floyd was alive right now, running around in your city, most of y'all would do everything in your power to stay away from this dude. You know, especially if you kind of knew him or whatever, or was familiar with him, or you might throw him a dollar because you thought he was a little homeless nigga or something like that. But you're not gonna be running around here championing this dude, man. You'd be like, look, I don't want, I don't know, nah, keep that nigga over there. That's how all these dudes are, man. But they get killed all of a sudden. The, the slate is wiped clean, and and it's like there was reborn. So now y'all are equating niggas that be like 20, 30, 40 years old to that of babies who are like two years old getting killed. Like, y'all putting them on the same level <laughs> in terms of their ability to uh to look clean and pristine. To You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just craziness. So, yeah, I think people are getting tired of it, and white folks are getting tired of it too because everybody wants to go back to normal, B. You know, we're already heavily restricted due to this whole this whole uh, uh, social distancing thing. So now I can't really go out there and live my best life because I got to wear a mask on my face everywhere I go. And I got to, you know, you know we, we just got to do the things we got to do. But now I got to now you're going to throw in a bunch of ignorant white people and black people who just want to run around and rob loot. What's BLM stand for? Burn, loot, and murder all over the place because some random, like I say, nine times out of ten, some some random low life of society that 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 contributed absolutely nothing of value for most of their life to society, especially to that of black society. We're just supposed to pause and just let y'all just come compound on top of this crap with all y'all's foolishness. Man, people are getting tired of it, B. People are getting tired of it. People are getting tired of it, as they should be. 
Shout out to GB for the five. He says, Ados put themselves in a dumpster. They love it in there. It ain't just Ados. It's a bunch of white folks, too. These Looney Tune liberal white people. And that and that's the thing that amazes me the most is, is, is the ability of so many black people to let white people influence them. I mean, think about it. You got a bunch of you got a bunch of black people out here protesting all day long, white people, white people, racist, this, that, and the third, but yet you are being led by a bunch of white folks. These white folks get out here and they tell you guys who's racist, what's racist, and then you know, then they come through and, and put all these agendas and plans together. Like, like, go look at these protests. They be like 90% white folks out there. What up, BMT? They be like 90% white people out there, man. Matter of fact, hey, what's the deal with the Kansas City Chiefs? Aren't don't they're not doing the little the little um I was what, what do you call it? The, the little I'm, th- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the, the freaking I'm thinking of University of Florida with the Gator Chomp, whatever the Tomahawk thing, whatever they do at the Kansas City City Chiefs game. They they talking about this is racist or something like that. Or right, look at the Washington Redskins. They they changing their name, right? I don't think I've heard any actual Native American claim that this stuff was racist. Has anybody? I personally can't. I don't personally don't recall any Native American talking about the Washington Redskins is racist. I guarantee it's a bunch of white folks who are like, no, this is racist. So you have a bunch of white people going around making decisions on what is deemed racist for black people and and, and other groups of people. Like they take Miss Butterworth, uh, not Miss Butterworth, but uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's off the packaging. They got rid of the Indian chick from the Land of Lakes butter, right? I don't remember any of these. I don't remember black folks, and I don't remember any Native Americans complaining about this. These are white people running around here telling you all what's racist. Like, like, do y'all not see what's going on with a lot of these, li- these liberals? Y'all are so angry at so-called uh, uh, racist white people that y'all believe support Trump that y'all can't even see the fact that these these nutcase Looney Tune liberal white folks are the ones pulling your strings, telling you what's racist, and then you go get mad at it. You ain't even asked. Like, like who out there has seen Uncle uh, um, Uncle Ben's rice or or um, Aunt Jemima's pancake syrup and thought, man, that's surely racist. Who who actually thinks of that crap? Who, who thought who whoever, whoever thought of that when you were just sitting around enjoying a nice stack of pancakes and you got the Aunt Jemima's bottle of syrup in front of you and you pour the syrup on it and you're looking at Aunt Jemima and you're thinking, man, this show a little racist. Who who's thinking this crap? Who's out here when you out here making up making some rice to go with your chicken or fish or whatever you make it for dinner and you got the Uncle Ben's out? Who's sitting around here looking at Uncle Ben like, man, this show is racist. They show is racist. Why they got this old black man on here in this in this in this little suit here with with the, with the rice? It's racist. And who who thinks only white folks think this? Looney Tune liberal white folks think this crap. And then they convince all you all you hyper emotional Negroes to go out there and, and and do their bidding. And that's all y'all are doing. Y'all y'all aren't doing this because y'all. Y'all, y'all are some genuine black folks out here because y'all's care. No, y'all are doing the bidding of Looney Tune liberal white people, man. Looney Tune liberal white people that want to destroy the fabric of America because, you know, they, they either support some type of communism or, I don't know, they, they support whatever the hell they support because 
They just they just they just want it to be just one big free for all society where you can just just do whatever the hell you want to do anytime you want with no type of rules, structures, anything in play. Because you know, I don't even know what the reason is with these these liberals other than that, but y'all don't even see this crap. You don't even see this crap, man. <laughs> they they are using you clowns. So this is why people are getting tired of it because people are starting to people are getting fed up. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago they was like, "I right, I hear you, BLM. I right, yeah, okay, maybe we can look into that. Okay, but now as we get more and more data being thrown out there and people start waking up and and going to the FBI crime reports and looking at like, well, who's actually killing who around here? Like, like who is the biggest victims of homicide? You start looking at these crime reports, you're like, wait a second, we out here protesting for like, for niggas that if they were still alive, they will be adding to these black on black crime statistics. (laughs) It's like a strong possibility that they would be adding to the statistics of a black person being killed by another black person. And this is who y'all, this is who y'all riding for. You got like five, six, seven thousand Negroes chopping each other down every day or every year, I should say. And you got these onesies and twosies with the cops, B. And then, like I say, all you gotta do is every time there's a black victim, how many interactions with the police did black people have that same day? Like, I heard it's like 18,000 police departments in America. 18,000, right? How many interactions with black folks do y'all think cops have every single day? Until that one that happens that, you know, goes wrong somehow. And then it becomes this big thing. And then we all told, we's hunting, we's can't go nowhere. They's, it's like, nah, man, how you just going to ignore all the stuff that, it's kind of like how they position this whole coronavirus thing. And I'm not trying to minimize the corona because I got a friend of mine about two days ago. He, uh, apparently he had it and he went to the hospital and um, that's one of my, my Masonic brothers. He went to the hospital for chest pains. And they, I guess they did some tests, found some fluid on his lungs. And they was going to try to keep him in ICU. But he refused to stay. He went back home, having dinner with his wife, had a seizure and passed out. <clears throat> uh, had a seizure and, and, and died. Right? Only like 37 years old, 38. But I don't know if it was directly attributed to the Rona. But I think they said he tested positive for it. So I'm not minimizing that, right? We all know that people do die from it. But what is the fatality rate? You got like, what's the latest numbers on? The fatality rate is like hovering around like what? Four or 5%? But so so what does that mean? That means you have a, that means you have a, a 95, let's just say it's at 5%, the fatality rate for the corona. That means you have like a 95% chance of surviving it. Like, how come nobody ever focuses on that? You look at the 5% and totally ignore the 95% chance that you have of surviving something. What's up, Solitaire? What up, uh, Hanlon? Somebody just sent me a cash app. Hold on, let me see. Oh, it was Hanlon. Oh, shout out to Hanlon. Uh, light-skinned people have to stick together. <laughs> That's right. Uh, light skin matters. Light skin matter. Hashtag light skin matters, baby. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Hanlon. I was actually sitting around thinking about making some light skin matter t-shirts. 
because you know I own a website called lightskinmatters.com. So in case y'all go out there and try to buy it, <clears throat> in case y'all try to go out there and buy the domain name, I already own it. So I was thinking maybe I should make some light skin matter t-shirts. You know, we got to represent. We got to represent out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but getting back to this, uh, getting back to this, this police brutality thing or, or the CV. So like I said, you got like a 5% fatality rate. And look, nobody's minimizing it. A lot, you know, people die from it. But then, is it really 5%? Because, like I say, they got they got reports coming from the CDC that state that out of all the all the cases that have been labeled coronavirus deaths, it's only like, 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 you know, out of that, it's only like six percent that are actually directly attributed to the corona everything else is because of some uh some other crap that may have been going on and you may and you know kind of like my my friend that just passed away he had some other he put, more than likely he probably had some other stuff going on other underlying issues even though he had contracted corona it's kind of like kind of like aids man aids doesn't kill you it's the it's it's you you mess around and catch the flu that's what kills you aids just kind of weakens your immune system but which which uh you know allows for other things to come into the body and just wreak havoc. You know what I mean? But regardless of that, you still have like a 95% chance. Now I'm not saying that you need to go out there and just start not wearing your mask and you just start licking random people in the face. Nah, do 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 all the things you gotta do to protect yourself, you know, since that's what we're all told to do. I mean, I, I you know, look, I don't like wearing my mask either. But I wear it. Well, cause most cause most places here in Florida they got big signs on the front door that they won't even let you in if you ain't got a mask on. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Solitaire for the for the five. It says for the love of money. But it's the same way with police brutality, man. You have the onesies and twosies, the Brianna's, not even the well, yeah, I guess you could throw her in there. Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, everybody else that do it up in Rochester, New York, yada, yada, yada. But like I, it'd be like 99% interactions just go as, as it's supposed to go. You either go to jail, they give you a warning, or, you know, you know that's it. You know what I'm saying? They might soften your ribs up a little bit, depending upon what you did. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is everybody ain't being killed. It's this maximizing of the minimum, this extreme cherry picking. And people are tired of it. People are tired of People are tired of turning on the news Everything is Trump fault. Trump, Trump. It's Trump America. It's Trump, Trump. The reason for this, Trump. I don't know. I, I think first of all, how is how is Trump responsible for BLM out there burning stuff down? They don't even like Trump. They're fans of Joe Biden. That's those are those are Joe Biden supporters. And how come people don't say it like that? Every time there's um some KKK dudes out there, or some some redneck somewhere talking reckless and greasy, people be like, look at these Trump supporters. How come nobody ever says, look at these Biden supporters, BLM? How come we don't, how come we don't, nobody does that? Instead of just saying BLM, be like, look at these Biden supporters destroying the city, burning stuff down. How come nobody does that, man? Why? And this saying, oh, you support Trump. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, I'm going to vote. And, and guess what? It's going to be a lot of white folks voting for him, too. Cause they tired of y'all. Y'all niggas need to go sit y'all asses down and, and, and go read a book and do something else with your life. 
because <laughs> the stuff you're doing is just annoying right now. It's it's annoying. I like like I said, getting back to the football game thing. It's annoying. Nobody nobody wants to listen. If fine, I paid my money to come to this game. And look, look, you got here's the thing. You got what's this dude's name? Patrick Mahomes. Didn't he just sign like a contract for like $500 million? Didn't Patrick Mahomes just sign a contract for like $500 million to play with the Chiefs, right? So you got this dude, this biracial dude, signs a contract for $500 million, and you going to sit here and talk about you oppressed, my nigga? Oh, 550. Oh, my bad. I left off 50 million. <laughs> Woo! Gotta get, gotta make sure, got, gotta make sure we account for that extra fifty million. But five hundred and fifty million dollars. What oppression are you speaking of, bro? What are you, you're you're half a billionaire. You're probably and the way he's going, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes a billionaire by the time he leaves the league. You know what I'm saying? What oppression is he speaking of? Y'all think he live in the community somewhere? Where the cops got always called out there because cause knuckleheads is out there doing stuff? Or do y'all think he lives in the, the most pristine, uppity, uppityest, richy rich type of neighborhood you can find? Where ain't no police coming out there ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If the police come out there, armed security guards will be dealing with the police. Well, where y'all think this dude lives? Shout out to GB for the five. He says Trump 2020. All these dudes got cheese. Even the lowest, even the even the the dude, the, the lowest paid dude on the team got got cheese, man. They ain't out there dealing with these people, man. Are these these issues? And they don't even know what's really going on. They listen. These athletes are so far. Most of these athletes, especially these white ones, they're so far removed from this crap. Now you got some of these black athletes that grew up in the hood, right? A lot of them grew up in and around the hood. I don't even know how these Negroes have the audacity to get up here and lie about what's really going on, what's really the greatest threat to black men, cops or other black people. Like you, most of these athletes come from, a lot of these dudes come from the hood. And what do you always hear the story, right? What do you always hear when a black, a professional athlete gets to telling that story? Man, this was my way up out the hood, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this was my my gift up out of here, man, because I could have got caught up in the street life. And, and you know, I could be dead or in jail right now if, if I didn't have this ability to play football or this ability to play basketball. You don't ever hear them talk about, man, I could be dead because of the cops right now if I didn't have this ability to play football or basketball. They don't ever say that. They always talk about how they became a, a professional athlete and, and, and talk about how they, their upbringings. And when they talk about all the craziness in their upbringings, they always talk about everything but the police. There's always, you know, the, the single mama story. My dad left me. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in the hood. It was gangs all over the place. It was this. It was that. You rarely ever hear these dudes talking about cops. They don't, they don't ever start talking about cops until they made it to the league. Then all of a sudden, they want to be like, yeah, man, cops was everywhere. Where was that same energy? Where were those same stories when you was coming up, B? You know where they were? They didn't exist because that wasn't the real threat. 
As soon as these niggas make it and they get enough money, they move everybody, they move they into they move their mom and them out the hood. As they should. As they should. But you don't ever hear these dudes crying and complaining about police brutality, this, that, and the third. Now, now you're probably going to start hearing about it because that's the that's, that's the popular in vogue thing to do. So you're probably going to hear some some youngin' in college right now is thinking about going to the draft. That he gets to telling his story. Oh, now you're going to hear them start sprinkling in how the cops was out there. But before that, you ain't never hear people talking like this because it was never that serious of a thing as to how they're trying to make it. They was always trying to escape gang violence, a.k.a. hood activities, hood Negroes. They wasn't trying to get caught up in that. And with these white athletes, oh, Jesus, don't even get me started on them. These are some of the most privileged people in America. A white athlete that goes to the NFL, y'all, these jokers have been living in a bubble since they were five years old, B. A white athlete that goes to the NFL, most of these dudes have been, they, they've been knowing they've been going to the NFL since they were six years old. It was already predetermined. They've been in football, some of the most top-of-the-line elite football camps since they were five, bruh. They go to these ultra-privileged high schools, middle schools, high schools, where it's like 99% white folks, and they got like these top-of-the-line High school coaches that could that have the to where these coaches could be uh, uh, coaching professional football. They go to these ultra, you know, uh, uh, Division One colleges, living in these bubbles. <laughs> yeah, look at the, the Manning boys is a great example. Dude, a lot of these white football players grow up in bubbles, dude. They don't really. They don't really start knowing about these issues till they get to the league. You think they was in college talking about this crap when they was at the University of Michigan or or wherever? You or, or you know what? You think they was in? You think they was talking about this crap? No, they was out there living their best life as a college athlete that they knew was going to the league. You said Mahomes is five hundred three, not five fifty up. It's still over 500. <laughs> they live in bubbles, B. And all of a sudden, they want to get woke because some random black athlete comes in there and tells them, man, they're killing us, man. But even this random black athlete, he existed in a bubble too. He's only doing this because he's, uh, he, he's experiencing black guilt. He sees all the other Negroes who didn't make it to the league that's still in the hood. You know, the same niggas he tried to escape from, which is why he focused all his time and energy into playing football. The same, <laughs> let's keep it a buck. They, 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 these black athletes become that they go to the league. They have been playing football since they was about five years old too, or whatever. Right. But their main mission was I'm trying to get away from these niggas. You know what I'm saying? This is my only shot. I think I'm good enough, and we going to the league. And it's really dictated by their mamas. Most of them, they had it their way. They'd be out there running the streets, doing everything else. Not how they tend to be these single mamas trying to get these boys into the league. Y'all see them. Single mamas be out there looking all with their with they big booties out there. Got their little five-year-old son out there running around getting CTE and stuff. Also that he can grow up and buy her a house one day. 
But don't nobody be thinking about this crap till they get to the league with these black athletes, until they open up a Twitter account. And then they start experiencing black guilt because you out here making $10 million a year and then some random person on Twitter is, is crying about police brutality because they shared a onesie and twosie video. And now everything that you experienced in your life when you was an athlete and you was over there telling your story about how you had to use your only ticket out the hood because you, you didn't want to become a gang member or get caught up in drugs or whatever. All of a sudden, that narrative goes away to where, oh, man, police, man, they, they's the biggest threat. But that wasn't what you were saying before you became an athlete and hopped your ass on Twitter, my nigga. That wasn't the reality, bro. So people are tired of it. I'm tired of it. Y'all tired of it. White folks tired of it. People tired of it. Everybody want to go back to regular life, B. Because y'all are sticking up for people that that you would not think twice about, man. You would do everything in your power to stay away from most of these people if you knew them in real life and they were still alive operating in the same manner that they were operating in before they got killed. You would do everything to get away from these people, man. I mean, let's keep it a buck. Who wants, who, let's just say George Floyd was still alive or Ahmaud Arbery was still alive. Y'all want this nigga living next door to you? Y'all want Ahmaud Arbery living next door to you? Ahmaud Arbery would probably be sneaking through your windows trying to steal your TVs, my nigga. Like he was, like he was trying to, like he got caught trying to steal out of Walmart. Y'all want this dude living next to you? How come he gets promoted to a saint? But you don't want this dude living next to you, though. You want them dating your daughter? Let me get me started on this Breonna Taylor crap. She was an EMT doing... No, she wasn't. She was in the trap, B. Everybody... Come on, man. I was going to say everybody know this, but everybody don't know this, but... Like, y'all wouldn't want to be dealing with these people, man. You know, especially if you're a, a forward, progressive, uh, uh, forward-thinking black person, I should say. You wouldn't want to be around these people, man. It's not like you would want anything bad to happen to them. You just don't want to be around them because you don't want them potentially doing something bad to you. You know, when people be trying to get out the hood and stuff, it ain't because, like, like it ain't because, like, the person that's trying to leave the hood, it's not like he's escaping because he wants to remove himself from other black people because he doesn't know what he's going to do to, uh, he, he doesn't, he, he's worried about him harming another black person. <laughs> No, they're trying to get out because they don't want some other random Negro who doesn't abide by any type of morality, standards, ethics, you know, just, just living like a general, normal, productive human being to where even if you don't have a lot of money, you, you still carry yourself with dignity and, and respect other people's stuff. They don't want to be around a culture of just complete ignorance man that that the, uh, that the black community unfortunately has devolved into and it's probably going to remain there for the foreseeable future nobody wants to be around that yeah meanwhile in chicago <laughs> you know what i mean but like i say if george floyd and it was still alive chances are y'all wouldn't want him as your neighbor especially if you knew about him, 
If you knew about him putting pistols in the pointing pistols at the stomach of pregnant women, y'all probably wouldn't want that dude as your neighbor. Or if you or if you know, or if you did know of him, you probably, you know, keep your distance. Be like, all right, there go George. He always high. He he out there doing George, George remind me of bubbles from the wire. That's kind of the vibe he gave me. He reminded me of bubbles from the wire. For, you, for those of you who've never seen the wire, go watch it on HBO. That's kind of who George Floyd kind of gave me the vibes. Like, this is Bubbles. Or what if, what if Jacob Blake lived next door to you? It ain't like you ain't going to not know about his, his criminal past. These niggas brag about this stuff. These niggas wear this stuff like, like merit, merit badges from the Boy Scouts. They want you to know that they're the hardest niggas out there. How many of y'all would feel safe living next to Jacob Blake? A man that went to jail or got arrested for pulling a pistol out on some dude because he ain't like what somebody at the club said. <laughs> How many of y'all want that nigga living next door to y'all, B? Did y'all see the news conference with his mama? You can even sense it in his own mama that his mama gave the vibes off that her son ain't shit. When his mama was on the news talking about how she apologized to Trump, you can almost sense it through the mama that she knew her own son wasn't worth a damn, man. She gave off that vibe. Like, she was like, don't be tearing up the city over my son and my family. I apologize to Trump for what my other family member said. His own mother gave off the vibes that she knew what everybody else knows that her son ain't worth a damn and it's pro and probably <laughs> and, and probably did everything he, he he caused all this go go watch it i would pull it up but i don't want to deal with youtube and them you know on this whole copyright crap go look up his mother and watch the interview she did when she was on don lemon's show with trump uh not trump but crump benjamin crump sitting next to her shout out to Cornelius for the ten dollars his own mother gave the vibes off like she knew her son wasn't worth a damn. <laughs> if your own mother coming off like that, why am I supposed to act like something different? Your mother knows you better than everybody. She's the one who gave birth to you. I'm pretty sure if your own mother has those vibes of you, you using ain't shit Negro, why am I supposed to pretend like you's an angel? <laughs> shout out to walking roscoe for the what is that is that pounds bravo sir keep it rolling your rants are gold they were booing the texans for not having the guts to face the real boots look like i say look this is america the, the football players have a right to kneel or they have a right to stay in their locker room. Or, no, they, no, they have a right to do whatever the owners of the league allow them to do because that's a job. So if your job allows for you to do those things, then you can do those things. But I, as the consumer, I have a right to boo. I have a right to not support it. That's how this works. I don't have to come out here and clap and cheer. And then you turn around and accuse me of being racist or being anti-black. No, 
I don't want to see this crap. I paid to see you Negroes throw a ball up and down the field. Now go throw your ball up and down the field. But fine, you don't want to. The owners are allowing y'all to do this. All right, well, guess what? I'm going to boo if I want to. It's the American way, baby. It's the American way. You know what I'm saying? This is American exceptionalism, baby. I didn't watch, I don't even watch football. But they did a woke anthem poem. I ain't watching this crap. I don't watch football, B. And I, I ain't watched football for years. I'm, I've never been like this huge football fan to begin with. What's up, Sister George? But this is the American way. You can boo if you want to boo. Unity against racism, these nuts. Look at all these people on the picture, man. These jokers out here living a great life. And like I say, in order to become a professional football player, you live, you have to live your life in a bubble to become a professional athlete, period. You live in a bubble, dude. I don't care if you white, black, whatever. You are in a bubble. You are uh, uh, protected, encapsulated. So that all your efforts and energies can be poured into going to the league. That's how this works. So I don't believe it. Unity against ra- what racism? Yes, there's racism. Fine. Yeah, racism, racism. It's never going to stop. You're never going to get people to change. If they want to be racist because they don't like you because of whatever that it is, what it is. It is what it, you can't change it. You know what you can change? You can change how you maneuver in this world. Like, like, like if somebody calls me, if somebody called me the N word or whatever, what my life's supposed to fall apart because some random white person said the N word to me. All right, well, guess what? I'm just going, I'm going, all right, I'm, I'm going to go on about my business. You know, depending upon, you know, if, if it warrants you getting clocked in the face or not, depending upon how the N-word was exchanged. But if it's just some, hey, look at like, like look at them N-words over there. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'll probably never see this white person again. <laughs> That's nothing to stop me from going to make my money, take care of my family, and go watch my favorite TV shows. <laughs> But some of y'all, a lot of y'all just fall to pieces every time some y'all think something racist is going on. They're racist. Oh, Lord. My, but, but the thing that kills me is y'all be the main ones out here perpetrating like y'all so big and strong and and we mentally tough and we we we's built the pyramids and all this crap. And then y'all fall to pieces because of some something y'all think is racist. And keyword being think. Because right now, we're beyond the we're beyond the stage of the boy cry wolf with you with you clowns. Y'all call everything racist. Y'all call everything racist, and this is gonna backfire because you know what? White folks is about to start calling y'all racist, and then here y'all gonna come up in here. We can't be racist. We don't have no power. Racist is a systemic thing, and we don't have no powers. All right, keep thinking that if you want. You mess around and call a white person a racist today, and they can potentially lose their job, nigga. Is that not a form of power? 
Is that not a form of power? Just by you merely going on Twitter and just saying, that person racist. They work here at this place. That person, that white, for, that white person could potentially get fired, B. And guess what? If I was that white person and you couldn't prove it, I would sue you. Matter of fact, a white dude just threatened to sue Tariq Nasheed over this crap. Tariq Nasheed was on Twitter some days ago called some white dude a, a white supremacist. The white dude was like, oh, you want to tell that to my lawyer? You want to go tell that to my lawyer? And I'm like, look at it. Yep, it's about time y'all stood up to this crap. You caping for white people. Nah, I'm caping for common sense. You can't just run around here calling people stuff and then that stuff potentially affects their livelihood. And then you want to run around and try to cloak yourself in, I'm black, I can't be racist. I ain't, I ain't got no power. How? You just got me fired, fool. What you mean you ain't got no power? Your little claim, your little label potentially got me fired. But y'all going to see the tide shift with this. And I'm all here for it because I'm tired of the crap. Especially because y'all be just throwing the label out there without any real tangible proof. Like, like, you, like you can't just call people names like that. Especially in this country. The R word is to white people what the N word, how, how black people feel about the N word coming from white people. That's the equivalent. Black people freak out when a white person says the N word. White people freak out when a black person says the R word to them. That's what this is. And now you're going to start seeing white people trying to step up. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Because a lot of y'all are clowns. Take this crap above and beyond and just call everything racist. Somebody, somebody, uh, you, you, can go, you can go through the drive through at McDonald's and be like, uh, can I get an Oreo McFlurry? They'd be like, nah, the ice cream machine is not working. They're racist, man. Ra y'all racist, man. You'd be like, Nigga, it's, it's past 9 o'clock. <laughs> Y'all know every McDonald's in America after 9 p.m., they shut the damn ice cream machine down. That racist, man. You need to keep it open for me because I'm black, man. But, but this is what this, the tides are going to start shifting because y'all have become a, 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 a nuisance around. Y'all are just, just annoying. Y'all are like, y'all are like, uh, you ever go to a barbecue? And you for and it's outside, and it's starting to get like in the in the in the twilight hours where the sun's starting to go down, and the mosquitoes are coming out, just tearing your ass up, and you ain't got no mosquito spray on, and every five seconds you smacking your arms and smacking your legs. That's what Negroes are like these days to the to the greater American population. Y'all have become a nuisance, man. The barbecue was fun at twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Now that now that the sun's starting to go down and the bugs is creeping out, here come the BLM just 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 biting us all in the arms and legs all day long. Hold up, Mr. Cleanup said he says that's not power. That business jumping the gun. No, nah, that is power. This is how this is how stupid. This is how dumb he is. That ain't power. So, Mr. Clean, you go on Twitter and you call somebody racist. And then that person messes around and gets fired because of you accusing them of racist or being a racist. How is that not power? Just the mere, just, just because you were able to 
accuse somebody of something and then and it results in them getting fired. Nigga, that's a form of power. But, but you know, you so slow. Y'all sit around here. Black people sit around on YouTube every day and talk about power, wealth, and influence as if they're subject matter experts on it, but they can't even recognize a simple example of them exerting power. The mere thoughts that you can just say somebody is something and it results in them being potentially terminated and you don't even recognize that as a form of power, don't ever have a conversation about power, wealth, and influence again on YouTube, nigga. Don't ever open your mouth to talk about these concepts. Don't ever open your mouth to talk about it. He says, do you honestly believe that one allegation with zero proof is getting someone fired? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Because, you know, according to you, they's protecting their brand. <laughs> How about you go do the follow-up story? Next time you accuse somebody of being racist and, and the, the brand feels the need to protect itself by telling you they let somebody go, go do the follow-up story. But, you know, niggas don't ever do the follow-up stories. They don't even do the follow-up stories with black people. They don't ever do it. They just live for the moment in and, and, and regards to what went viral. Then after all the evidence comes out later on that may paint that, that could potentially paint a different story, niggas don't want to do the follow-up. Kind of like Breonna Taylor. Everybody's still running around here talking about she was sleeping in her bed, man. She, she ain't doing nothing. She was an EMT sleeping in her bed. They kill her. Stories come out. Reports have come out saying the complete opposite. Don't nobody want to go look at this crap because niggas don't like doing follow-ups. <laughs> they just want to run with the initial shock and awe story so that they can get their, they can get their likes up real quick. They can get their, their retweets up real quick. They can get their, their cash apps and their donations or whatever it is that they're trying to do. They don't want to do the follow-up. Yeah, with Sandra Bland. They kill her, man. Video comes out showing that nobody ever went into her cell. She more than likely killed herself because she had mental problems. She couldn't even, she, she they, comes out, she's been trying to call people to send her like $500 to bail out, bail her out of jail, yada, yada, yada. Nobody does the follow-ups. Negroes and, this is why, this is why a lot of black media's Black journalists suck. They don't ever do follow-up stories. They don't ever follow up. They, they give you the, the update on what's really on what's going on. Especially when that update is is looks totally different from what the initial story were. They'll just abandon the entire story. I gave you an example of this with Sean King. I'm gonna keep giving this example because I think he's a phony. Not because he's a, a pseudo-black person. Looks, you know, I don't know what the hell he is, but because him and and that lawyer, uh, what's that lawyer that he's real cool with? The one from Texas. Um, what's that guy's name? Not Benjamin Crump, but the other guy. What's that other black lawyer that everybody be over here celebrating? Black civil black lawyer for Botham John, family lawyer. Who is that guy? Um, Lee Merritt. Lee Merritt. So there was that story some years ago. This is how I first, I'm, I'm going to keep telling this story because this, this is the essence of Sean King, his character. This is why I don't take this dude seriously. And he is the, he is the epitome of black people not following up to tell you what's really going on. And, the, and the, he, is the, he is the poster child 
for leading black people to go out there and just do all this crazy stuff off of half cock information. So this is when I first heard a lawyer, Lee Merritt. A couple years ago in Texas, a black chick accused this white cop of, of, of sexually assaulting her on a traffic stop. She was like, she was saying all kind of crazy stuff about this white cop, right? Told Sean King, told this lawyer, Lee Merritt, they was all over social media dragging this cop to high hell. Had people out there threatening this cop's family, calling for him to be fired, terminated, all this crap. I mean, this chick was out here just, I'm talking about, she had she out here had you all thinking that this cop was just like straight up just brutalized her sexually or something like that. Guess what happens, y'all? They released the body cam footage or the dash cam footage. This cop was the most professional cop in the history of police when dealing with this chick. She was drunk, intoxicated. He didn't touch her other than to maybe touch her elbow and guide her into the back of his police car so we can take her down to the station or whatever. He was on some yes ma'am stuff the entire time. She over there crying and cursing at him. He was being super professional with this chick. So after that comes out, guess what? You get radio silence from Sean King. Radio silence from Lee Merritt. They just drop the story and move on to the next victim. But before that, they was on a tirade on Twitter to the point where this cop had people threatening his wife and kids and, and, and all this crap. No, it is true. It's not an if it's true. It is true. Yeah, she deserves to be in jail. But the point I'm making is it was complete radio silence when the evidence came out showing that this was complete bullshit. But this is what they do. This is why, this is what Tariq does. This is what Sean King does. This is what these stupid civil rights lawyers and Al Sharptons and all of them do. They come out there swinging. Look at this. A black person has been violated. Yada, 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 yada. We got to get mad and, and burn loot and murder and, and this and that and protest and blah, 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 blah. <coughs> but then when some evidence comes out showing like, hey, hold up, pump the brakes, player. What are we actually doing here? Like with your man, Jacob Blake. Man, they shot that man seven times. Man, he was just breaking up a fight. No, nah, he wasn't. The cops was called on this dude because he had, his baby mama just accused him of sexually assaulting her. What are we doing? Pump the brakes. What are we doing? They just abandoned the story, y'all. Move on to the next victim because they don't want to be honest with you. They don't want to be honest with you and be like, yo, some of these people put themselves in these positions, B. This is the problem I have with these people. So they can't call themselves real journalists. There ain't no such thing as the black media. The black media, Jason Black and, 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 and uh, Roly Poly Martin <laughs> running around here talking about we're the new black media. No, you're not. You're just Negroes making videos on YouTube because you never follow up. 
You never follow up and tell what actually went down after the story. Why did the story fade away? Why? Because oftentimes it fades away because something came out in the evidence that totally goes against the narrative that you were fed initially. That's why a lot of these stories fade away, y'all. It ain't just because it's a new victim. It's because something came out in the evidence that goes against the narrative that you were fed. That's why. Because they're not here to get justice. They're here to get you Negroes hyper-emotional so y'all can go out there and do a bunch of stupid crap that the people who are feeding this crap to you ain't, ain't going to never do. Like Tariq, Tariq out here telling you, y'all need to be in the streets and do this. He living in his, uh, his McMansion in California in the gated community. Ain't, he ain't coming out there. If he do come out there, he coming out there as a spectator with his camera in the daytime, <laughs> surrounded by people he know or whatever. He ain't going to be out there doing that crap. But then he'll be like, I'll probably bail you out. Bail you, bail these nuts out, nigga. But y'all listen to these clowns, man. That's why when y'all be out here talking about we so strong, how are you strong when you are just so easily manipulated by stuff? And it be the same thing over and over. It ain't like they, 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 they run the same play on you every single game. You know exactly what they finna do. A video comes out, they're gonna show you, they're gonna, they're gonna edit that video to show you the when you when you initially see the video, you're only gonna see the part of where it looks like the white person or the cop has brutalized this black person. They're not gonna tell, they're not gonna play any footage that led up to it to help paint the greater picture, to give more context to how do we get here? They never do that. So this is why. You guys fall for this crap every single time. But then y'all turn around and, like I say, we strong. We's intelligence. We's is smart. How? When you fall for the same okey-doke every single time. Every time. Y'all don't see the play by now. Every time. Y'all get mad off of these 10, 20, 30-second videos and literally go out there and, and burn down your own communities where oftentimes a lot of black people work in these places or they own businesses out here. What sense does that make? Black lives matter. We support black people, but you're going to burn down the black owned businesses. Like what? What, what, what the hell? I can at least, I can at least, I can make an excuse for you doing it to the white-owned business because you're mad at whitey. What what did what did this black-owned business have to do with it? They're black. How are you helping? <laughs> now you just destroyed their stuff. But they got insurance, man. Do you not what do you you don't know nothing about insurance? Y'all be acting like when y'all burn these businesses down, two seconds later, Jake from State Farm shows up when you clap, you know what I'm saying, and, and cuts a check right there on the spot. That's not how this works. They got insurance. Man, and what's the purpose of insurance, ladies and gentlemen? The purpose of insurance is to, is to not pay you out on them claims. Because for all they know, for all they know, they're coming in there investigating to see if you actually did this to your own property. 
They're trying to figure that out first. And then once they establish, okay, you didn't burn down your own stuff to try to get over, then, all right, we're going to send this to the finance department and, and the review department. Man, you might not get that check till six months later. Uh, well, anywhere between six weeks to six months later. Meanwhile, what you going to do in between then? Because you can't pay your bills and eat off of, they got insurance. I can't take the words, they got insurance, and go to the grocery store and buy food for my house. I can't write, they got insurance on, on my check when I'm trying to pay my bills that are due this month. But they act like it's a magic wand. They got insurance. As soon as you say, oh, I got insurance. Here comes Jake from State Farm. There you go. You have insurance. Here's your check for, for all these Negroes who burned it down. See you later, Negro. <laughs> this is how slow people are, man. They got insurance. <laughs> this is how dumb these people are. This is how dumb people like Mr. Cleanup Man is. Look at him. Is this the channel for people who see no problems in the world? Yes, this is exactly that channel. Welcome to the channel, fool. This is exactly that channel. You are absolutely right. This is the channel for black people who don't see anything going on in the world but ignorant black people. Yes, this is that channel. I'm G Dizzle, your host. Been doing this for a few years now. Got the website and all that to match it. Yes, this is that place. You stick around here long enough, you will, you will, you will become a coon. <laughs> this is the channel. Look, you sound exactly like a man who does not read. I just read your words on the on the screen right there. Look, I know how to read, bro. I just read your sentence. I just read your sentence. Now what, Mr. Cleanup Man? What 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 other what other pro-black re, uh, uh, rebuttals are you about to give me up in here? You hate black peoples. You sound like self-hate. You have self-hate. You's a coon. You hates black peoples. You just can't read. Self-hate. Let me help you out. I'm also half white. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That why. That why. You half white. Oh, Lord. What else you want to know? I ain't got to ask you no intelligent question because you're not intelligent. That's why. You're not intelligent. I, I, think I don't even know you. Get your ass out of here. Who, who are you? You were just random words popping up in my screen. <laughs> you were just random words. Now, go back to listening so you can get your mind right. Or go run to Tariq and them and have them tell you white supremacy boogeyman stories as you get ready to go to bed. Scary beta. All right. Well, you keep listening to this scary beta because obviously ain't nobody listening to you. But you over here listening to me. Remember that. You're here listening to me. We're not listening to you. Just keep that in the back of your mind. You're on my channel listening to me. Nobody came to you to hear your opinion. You're here to hear mine. Always remember that. 
my stream still going? Did my stream go out? Hope the weather ain't messing up my stream. Hold on. Give me a second. All right, whatever. I don't care. I don't listen. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have respectful dialogue. You you came in here and gave me too many woe woe is me excuses. So, anyways, get back to my get back to my rant. You can't read. I'm reading everything you're typing, <laughs> as in literally. I'm reading everything you're typing. You can't read. Well, how how is it that I can read your words on the screen? Isn't that amazing? I can literally focus my eyeballs at the at the chat box and 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 comprehend the letters that you're typing, but I can't read. Wow. Isn't that amazing? How did that happen? How did that happen? <clears throat> Sean Carr says you read the right man's books even though they believe the white man's media about race. Yeah, we all read the white man's books. <laughs> we all read the books. We all, look, I ain't, I ain't tripping, look. Look, I tell y'all, man, if y'all don't like how this country gets down, move. You sound like the white peoples. Yeah, get out, nigga. I don't want you here either, shit. <laughs> I don't want you here either. You don't want to be here, leave. Make room for somebody else. They got an entire country in Africa called Liberia that was created for, for freed slaves. Go over there. They speak English. Their flag looks like the American flag. Go on over there. There is, a, there is an entire country in Africa called Liberia that was created specifically for slaves, American slaves. I don't see none of y'all. And guess what? That country offers dual citizenship. I did a video about this about a year ago. There is a country in Africa called Liberia on the west coast of Africa. Offers dual citizenship. They speak English. That's the national language. Their flag looks, looks similar to the American flag. I think it's just one star instead of 50 stars on it. You can go over there right now to be surrounded by nothing but black folks on the continent. Go out there and get it popping. Live your best life. If this country is so horrible, this country is so horrible that this horrible country can pay this dude $500 million to throw a ball up and down the field. That's how horrible this country is. All these dudes are millionaires standing on this screen. Everybody that's playing, or even the, even the damn staff. That's how horrible this country is. Yeah, Jesse Lee Peterson needs to get a ship and send these niggas over there. I will, I will support that. Jesse Lee Peterson, you need to come up with your cruise line. Start shipping these Negroes to Liberia. I will support it. I will come on the cruise boat. I will help you navigate this thing. We got to get these Negroes up out of here and get them. Because I'm doing, I want, I want y'all to be safe. I want y'all to go to a spot where y'all feel welcome. Y'all don't feel welcome here. 
there's a country that, that that's ready for y'all to come over there. It's called Liberia. They speak English and all that. So the transition should be smooth. They got black women's over there. It's predominantly a black country, like probably like 90% black, maybe more. You can go over there and get it popping, man. But y'all want to stay here amongst these white folks. You know why you want to stay here? There's only a couple reasons, because you ain't got nothing of substance or value to add to another country other than being a, 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 a mouth they got to figure out how to feed. <laughs> but over in them countries, a lot of them don't have safety nets like you do over here. So you could be a worthless, non-productive person over here and still get you a hot meal and have a place to stay at night. Over there, no working, no eating in a lot of them places. They don't be doing the social, the social programs over there. You either go out there and get it or you go out there and get got. So that's why a lot of y'all don't want to leave. Y'all are complaining about America, but y'all know America got these safety nets galore for you Negroes over here. Galore. That's why you don't want to go nowhere. That's why. Y'all dependent, listen, y'all dependent upon the white man more than, more than we are. <laughs> At least I have a transferable skill. And I've been to other countries. I just need to go learn learn the rules of that country, and I can get in and fit in. Because I won't be over there just a hungry mouth. I can actually go over there and add value to the culture. Like, look, I know IT. Y'all look like y'all y'all look like y'all need some internet. Y'all look like y'all need some phone system set up. I know how to do that. What Mister Clean gonna do? I know how to I know how to type in the comments on YouTube. I right, nigga, you can't come over here. Stay your ass in America. <laughs> We need people who know how to do some stuff. I know how to get them hoes. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. Now why? Y'all love it. Y'all love it. Much as y'all hate these white folks, I tell y'all, if, if it wasn't for white people, most of y'all be, most of y'all be, uh, y'all woe is me. Y'all would be out there ashy and naked on the streets if it wasn't for a white man. Let the white man stop signing your paycheck, B. Let the white man stop signing your paycheck. And let these, let these, uh, most of y'all going to be living up under a bridge. Most of y'all pro-blacks, woe is me's. Y'all depend on these people, B. No, it is true, Mr. Cleanup, man. All these, all these black people running around here talking about white supremacy this, racism that. Let Mr. Charlie stop signing them paychecks, B. Y'all going to be homeless. Y'all going to be homeless uh, at the convenience store doing the moonwalk for some change. Come on, let me holler at you, young blood. I'm standing outside giving the sob story about how your car broke down and, you, and your kids is in the car 10 miles up the street and you need some gas money. What are y'all going to be doing? Cause ain't, no, Cause ain't no pro blacks hiring y'all. Y'all see Tariq having a job fair. He's having he's having a he's having an ADOS conference. I wonder how many people are actually. Uh, I wonder how many people work. Well, I wonder how many people actually uh, work at this place that he's put on. You know, you know, meaning people who are setting up the stuff. But y'all see Tariq and boys having job fairs. You know, you know what would be a good website? I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all, listen, I'm gonna give y'all advice, and y'all can just take it and run with it. Whoever wants to do it. This this is free advice, y'all. A, a, a free idea. 
I'm not even going to try to hog the idea. You know, it'd be a good website. Where is the black version of Indeed? You're like, Indeed? What's Indeed? Well, if you don't know what Indeed is, obviously you are a useless Negro in society if you don't know what Indeed is. Let's go to Indeed. This is where you can go find jobs. Where is the black, the pro-black version of Indeed? That would be an excellent website, y'all. All these pro-blacks, these we needs to do for ourselves. What if they made a website like Indeed? A job posting website where you can submit your resume to companies and apply for jobs. But these would be black jobs. Where's this at? We've been listening to these clowns on YouTube talk about we need to do for ourselves for years. And guess what? I did the numbers prior to the social distancing thing. I did a video. There are two, well, prior to social distancing, but there are two or were two million black owned businesses in America. Two million of them. A hundred thousand of them actually have employees which means 1.9 million didn't have employees. So imagine if you had a website called Blackistan Jobs and them 100,000 black employers here in America could post jobs up there so that you can go work for a brother man. So you ain't got to get, so you got to be out there tap dancing for Mr. Charlie and them. Where this site at? Don't y'all think that'd be great? You go, let's just, you, you just be like, all right, let me go. I live in Atlanta. Oh, wait, my bad. I put it in the wrong spot. Let's just say you want to be, uh, uh, I don't know. Somebody, somebody give me a job. Like, uh, I don't know. G give me a, let me, give me, what's a profession? Somebody, somebody help me out here. Let's just say you want to be a mechanic, right? In Atlanta. You go in there, put your information in. You want a full-time position, experience, let's just say entry level, right? Look, I got 393 jobs that just popped up based off this stuff right here, right? Atlanta, Georgia mechanic, full-time entry level. What if this was what if this was a black website for black employers to find black employees? You know what I mean? Just, just imagine this. How come nobody's done this yet? But what do we get? We get we get the black business school. We gotta go out there and and, and pay ridiculously overpriced prices for something you can get on Udemy for ten dollars. Tariq Nasheed had a website called Suspected Suspected Words which was a, a database where he would just accuse white people of being white supremacists <laughs> until that site had to come down. I think somebody threatened to sue him over it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this stuff I be talking about. How come nobody's done this? This is something y'all can do. This is an idea I'm, I'm throwing out there. Any, any of y'all that are computer programmers or whatever, you know, do what you got to do to get this website up and popping. So y'all can help people get off the corporate plantation. And, and, and go work for a black person. I don't know if it would make good money or not. 
I mean, I, maybe it would. I don't know. But it would be something for black. You know, this is this is tangible stuff. These are the solutions I be talking about. They be out here talking about these. We need tangibles, man. That's the solution. We need to educate our own children. They give you these grandiose, super vague, over, super vague uh, uh, talking points. Ain't y'all tired of that? Don't y'all want to get more detail with it? Somebody go build a website like this, indeed.com, for black people. I mean, you got you got these dating sites for black people, blacklove.com. Find your queen or your king. You mean you can't, you can't, you can match a black man and a black woman together, but you can't match a black employer and a black employee together? <laughs> Sean Carter, go build it, bruh. There you go, Sean Carter. You, you listen, go build it, my dude. I put the idea out there. I ain't got no coding skills. I'm not a front end or a back end developer. Said that wouldn't be needed if this country didn't have so many races. Why wouldn't it be needed? Well, here's the thing: you got races, so here it is. Go build it, then, Mister Cleanup. See, Mister Cleanup, he don't even realize what he did. He just gave me an excuse for why he he's not going to do it. Instead of saying, "You know what, G, that's a good idea. Let me link up with Sean Carter and 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 fund him, throw some money his way, so we can build this website." He come up in here, that wouldn't be needed if the country wasn't racist. Well, the country does have racism issues. Now, go give Sean Carter some money so he can build this damn website. Put your money where your mouth is, Mr. Cleanup, man. Go start a GoFundMe so you can fund Sean Carter so he can build his website. I gave you a solution, B. You ain't even got to be actively a part of it. You can just donate to it. You know, the same way you'd be quick to donate to Jacob Blake and turn him into a millionaire after he gets accused of uh, sexually assaulting a chick. Donate to this. Donate to this. If, 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 I, if Sean Carter or myself is like, let's start a GoFundMe right now. We type it up. We want to create a, a database to link black employers to black employees because we're tired of racism in this country. We want to help black people do things. How much y'all, how many of y'all think Mr. Cleanup Man would donate? And everybody else like him. Let's just say we had a goal of we need to raise half a million dollars just to start off with. We probably, we, we'd be lucky if we raised $500. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to donate to that, but it'd be a, it'd be a solution. It'd be like, look, we're just trying to link. We're just trying to make the process easier. So when Watermelon Drea, she comes through with her ultra ghetto name, she can at least submit her resume onto a black website where people will hopefully not discriminate against her. Or at least they'll be way more understanding of how she got that ultra ghetto name. And at least look past that and be like, all right, I'm not going to use your name to, to, to discriminate against you. Unlike Karen, who might throw your resume in the trash as soon as, you, soon as she sees that name come across her desk. Because she got like 50 other resumes to go through. And that name just stood out like a sore thumb and gave her an, an immediate excuse to toss your resumes in the trash. Like, that's how it works, because y'all didn't know that. For those of y'all don't know, when you submit resumes, dude, you're not the only person applying for that job. It might be like two, it might be about two, three hundred people who apply for that job. 
They look for anything to dis- to uh, throw your resume in the trash so that they can get through that stack as quickly as possible. And so if you have an ultra ghetto name on your resume, you are almost guaranteeing that your thing is going to be tossed. Whether or not you are the most qualified person or not, if that white person sees that name, and obviously they don't come from a background of, di- of, of talking to people who have these ultra ridiculously ghetto names, Dude, they're gonna. They, they, there's a high chance it's just gonna toss it because of your name. But if you had a black person in there who was reading the resumes, because you know you went to a black-owned website that catered to black employees, linking up with black employers, well, that black person might be like, "Okay, I see Watermelon Drea. Okay, all right, I understand. You know, she probably had one of the mamas who thought this was cute. Let me let me go ahead and." Let me go ahead and just read a few lines on her resume. I'm not going to just toss it because of her name. Because I got some family members with some ultra ghetto names in my family, too. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, they just don't know, man. They just don't know this name. is This name might cause some issues later on in the future. Pretend, I mean, it may not, but then it may. But there's a high possibility it may cause issues. And being that most black people work for white people, <laughs> Well, there goes that racism, that stereotyping, that prejudice, that's going to come out. I mean, that's the way the world works. So you got you got a couple options to fix this, Mr. Cleanup Man. You can either pack your stuff up and hop on the Jesse Lee Peterson cruise ship and sail your ass to Liberia and be surrounded by a bunch of black folks over there in a country that offers dual citizenship so you ain't got to worry about being discriminated against against these ultra-ghetto names or... You can you can donate some money to my man Sean Carter to the GoFundMe so we can get this Black Indeed website, Blackistan Jobs website popping. So that Sharkeisha and and uh and Watermelon Drea, they can submit resumes and not get discriminated against because their mama and daddy gave them an ultra ghetto name. What you gonna do, Mr. Cleanup Man? I just gave you two viable, realistic solutions. Not some grandiose speech about what we need to do. No, I just told you what we can do. What you going to do? You going to hop on a boat and go back to Africa on the Jesse Lee Peterson cruise ship? Or are you going to donate money to get this website building popping? What you going to do? Time for you to walk out like you're talking, nigga. What you going to do? Are you going to go back to Tariq and them and we need tangibles. Cut a check. Uh, uh, we need to build black on businesses. Uh, 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 you you going to go back over there. I just gave you an idea, bro. What you going to do? What you going to do? Huh? What you want to do? What you want to do, bro? What you want to do? The number one solution for American blacks is positive families. Nah, that ain't the number one solution. Number one solution. Listen. Number one solution is, is is racism, according to you. And everybody and, and every other woe is me out there. So let's fix the racism. Y'all niggas don't care about families. <laughs> y'all niggas, y'all niggas do not care about families. So miss me with that dumb crap. Let's figure out how to get these black employers and these black employees linked together. So y'all can get this forty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year job. 
Look, all you do is be 18, 18 years old to apply for this job. So what what if what if uh what if what if Jerome Turner, brother man Jerome Turner owned this company? He's in a position to pay a black person, Jaquarius, forty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year because they found each other on on Black Adid instead of Indie is Black Adid. Obligity Black Jobs, BBJ, Obligity Black Jobs, right? We can solve all kind of problems. You won't have to go work for Mister Charlie. You ain't gotta go out there and tap dads. None of that crap, B. You ain't gotta worry about. Somebody discriminated against you because of your name or because you like to wear dreadlocks. None of that crap, B. None of that crap. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it popping out here, Mr. Cleanup Man. Let's get some let's get real solutions on and popping out here, B. Don't y'all want real solutions? We need real solutions. It's time. And that with Tariq Nasheed's song, it's time. It's time for real solutions, baby. Don't y'all want real solutions? Real solutions, man. I am raising my family to be uh, productive world citizens. Good. You want a cookie? That's what you're supposed to do, nigga. <laughs> this nigga wants props for something he's supposed to be doing. What, you want an award for that? You're supposed to be doing that. You made them babies. You're supposed to do that. I wish I could get an award. I wish somebody would recognize me for doing the shit I'm supposed to do as a father. Don't nobody tell me shit. But guess what? I still got to go out there and make sure my two sons can eat, have a place to live, and everybody's chilling and comfortable. Don't nobody give me nothing. I'm lucky. I, I'm lucky if I can get the big piece of chicken because my 14 year old son comes through and eats up all the damn food. So I can't even. I can't even secure the big piece of chicken. I got to go in there and and hide the big piece of chicken because this little Negro is just eating up everything. You over here talking about I do it. You supposed to do that? Duh. <laughs> no, welcome to the club of being a, a a grown person, an adult with with kids and the family. Welcome to the club, Negro. Rule number one to getting into the club, you're supposed to do those things. Whether you're in the club or not, you're supposed to take care of your family. <laughs> you hear this dude? Y'all hear this dude? He in here. I takes care of mine, man. I was trying to turn him into productive citizens. You're supposed to. You don't get you don't get an award for doing something you're supposed to do. You are supposed to do those things. You create kids, you are supposed to raise them to hopefully turn into pro, uh, productive citizens. Like literally, that that is what you are supposed to do. <laughs> ah. Whose bands is this, man? Where this dude come from? Wow. You are supposed to do those things. Oh, God. Anyways, I'm about to go. It's been an hour and a half. Who put this money in here? So shout out to... um. 
Davis for the topic. We'll see. So I gave y'all an idea. So, uh, Mr. Cleanup Man, y'all go go help my man Sean Carter build build this website. Like I said, build it meaning fund him. Be an investor. Sean Carter knows the IT portion. He has his own web uh, YouTube channel. He knows he knows about coding and all that stuff. Give give that brother the necessary funds to bring the Blackity Black Jobs website to life. Instead of donating your money to people who cause issues in the community that you wouldn't even want to be around, <laughs> donate your money to a brother like Sean Carter, man, so he can bring the Blackity Black Jobs website to life so we can start linking black employers to black employees and get this black economics and all that stuff popping. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, until then, I'm about to bounce. Shout out to everybody. Put some money in here. If y'all want to donate, there's a cash app link and all that stuff. Y'all be safe. Peace.